0: Metal Recall Episode Twenty One. My name is Niall Hope, and as always, I'm joined by Aaron Costella. How's it going, bud? What's going on? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We've got a, a bumper edition of the podcast tonight because we are also joined by Mitch Meyer and Simon Meyer. Exactly. Did I get that the right way around?
1: <laughs> yeah, we both share the same name. We should be cousins or siblings, but yeah. we might be. We back, might be back on the family tree. <laughs> we don't really know.
0: Yeah. So. We're all gathered tonight because we wanted to talk about what our favorite albums during the pandemic has been. And Aaron, this was something that you felt that you wanted to do. So question for you. Why was this something that you felt we needed to discuss? And was it, as I suspect, just any reason to talk about the album that you're going to talk about? Ah, tonight?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no appropriate and a uh, loaded question with, <laughs> yeah, with, I, I've, I've got the right answer. The, uh, uh, my initial response is I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll entertain that. It was, the album I'm going to discuss really just nailed it for me and encapsulated the, uh, uh, the sound and feeling, uh, I consider it a zeitgeist film, stamped and appropriate for, for the year that we went through the pandemic and uh, all we suffered through and survived and endured and, uh, work through blah 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 but but at its core uh, it goes back to something you and I have discussed on this podcast which is a continual theme that heavy metal music is a catharsis and you know for the people for people that don't like metal to each their own whatever but for for me music is a catharsis in general heavy metal music is even more so uh, it's good for workouts it's good to, to ventilate it's good to to uh, exercise the demons mm-hmm. uh, it's just uh it's a it's a general catharsis and if there's anything we needed during a pandemic trapped in our homes it was uh music and as metalheads uh here we are
0: so we can get into it that's that's my answer for sure we should point out that the pandemic isn't over but mm. obviously things no, not things have opened up a little bit more recently which has given us the opportunity to do this um, there's also been a load of fantastic albums over the, the course of the last year so a really apt topic to discuss and what I wanted to ask you all before we get started was you know what is what is listening to you've kind of already answered this a little bit Aaron but what is listening to metal throughout the pandemic what's it kind of done for you has it been anything different I'm going to come to you first Simon to um, sort of answer that one yeah
1: no honestly I think I've been really getting deep into it, this pandemic period I've just discovered so many good metal bands mm-hmm. during this pandemic so this for me musically I mean the world has been what it's been but musically this has been a joyride for me honestly I think um I think you know working from home I've had more time to listen to stuff out yep. loud while I'm working exploring more started working out a heap too so that's always comes in handy with a really heavy um spotify playlist or something like that so it's been motivational weirdly enough it's been for me yeah and the darker the better
0: yeah (laughs) yeah good shout (laughs) (laughs) you agree with that mitch anything else
3: yeah i mean i i resonated a lot with what aaron was saying it's like that that word catharsis i feel like is like, I, I remember being in seventh grade and listening to the EP, uh, Dear Love, by um Delvors Prada. And, like, it was, like, like it felt like, like, liquid or something was, like, dripping down, like, in my arms. Oh, was, like, it was, like, this, <laughs> right. like, wild, like, full-body experience, you know? Like, I couldn't understand, and that's...
2: Cheers to that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> um And so, for, for me, I, I guess I would say, like, yeah, actually, this is a funny story, but the first time I felt something like that, I think I was, at, like, I must have been seven years old, and I saw, like, Phantom of the Opera, and honestly, that soundtrack is lit. But <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, like, in, I was in the crowd, and I was, like, seven years old, and I'm, like, almost crying, because it's, like, certain, like, music, you know, it, it's- Oh, so, Phantom
2: is drama. That is metal. That is metal. It's so powerful.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so powerful, and, like, I feel like I do, like, I love all genres. I love, like, old country, I love indie pop, I love whatever. hmm you know, but there is a certain, you know, like primordial feeling about metal. Like yeah. it's like super deep and resonant and it's like a whole body experience. So I would say my life has probably changed less than anyone else's during the pandemic because I actually was a freelance engineer before. So I've been yeah. working from coffee shops and home for years. Yeah. Um, so for me, it just continued kind of what is always happening where it's like, it's a great way to like get present. You know, it's like, it, it takes you, it takes me completely in the moment. It's great for working. It's great for working out. It's, it weirdly kind of addresses all moods. If I need to calm down, it's good for that. If I'm like, need to cheer up, it's also good for that. Yeah, true. So. And if you need to run from a wolf or a bear. Yeah. yeah. great for that to, If I need to fight 10 men with my bare fists. The- <laughs> it's great. It's great you know? the,
2: the one other thing I'll throw, I'll throw into the mix that, that, um, that I think is important is the, 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 the social social political climate was already being painted by the trumpster and being weird and awkward and all the bullshit going on and the the, the pandemic just took everything into overdrive so yeah. this, my point is the stage was already set and um people were predicting this before trump ran for office but when, when he ran for when he actually got elected um i don't know if i've ever shared this with you now nah, but i i I, I knew deep down, this goes back to Reagan era. I'm showing sure my age. Cer- certain political figures gen- generate and create uh, creativity, yeah. and you get a certain sound and vibe when some when when a certain political figure is in office. So Trump was already setting the stage, and people were already questioning things, and voicing their opinions, and um, approaching things from a different, you know he didn't really make things comfortable yeah. and then the pandemic just That's a nice way to put it yeah. and, and, and so and so and so the, the pandemic just sent, sent things into a spiral both social socially and politically uh and it just was just mad awkward and so i knew i knew at some point musicians were going to like deliver
0: something that was going to be cathartic yeah mm-hmm. uh, in in many ways metal was the perfect kind of music for the last year I think so you know not to mention everything political that was going on the pandemic we had the black lives matter movement and everything you you sort of lose track of what's happened over the last year yeah it's crazy working from home i resonate with something you said simon um working from home has meant the ability to listen to music that i like more often than not (laughs) at home which is good which i don't get the i'm i'm unfortunate. I'm not as fortunate as you guys to work in a studio where metal is, you know, the, you know, it's on quite frequently. Yeah, we are spoiled in the studio. Yes, we are. (laughs) So um, being able to listen to music that that I like more consistently at home while I'm working is, you know, meant that I've been able to listen to it more. I also did something similar to you, Simon. I just ended up discovering so many different bands and just going down different rabbit holes and... (laughs) Bless you <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think you know uh, some of you know some of my criteria because we can jump onto that we can talk about you know a little bit like when we were looking to select the the albums that we were going to talk about tonight Like what 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 was it about those albums what was your criteria for and for me I kind of remember I think of the pandemic and the music that i found during that time, and it takes me right back to the first time we all went to work yeah. from home. I can remember that vividly, and maybe it's because that was like that snap change mm-hmm. in, in what we do regularly, that it's just so so vivid in my mind, remembering the bands, the music that I found at that time. And then you kind of, I don't know, once you get kind of used to it, it kind of all sags into one, you know, but. My criteria for choosing the albums that I chose tonight, they kind of all go back to the start of the pandemic because that's the yeah. moment that I remember the most. Yeah. What about you, Aaron, criteria-wise? what Criteria, you
2: uh, it, it, it stems from the word catharsis. Uh, it it really, for, for me, it was an album that sounded like how things felt. Yeah. And that's really as simple as I can put it like metal music is 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 raw and visceral and brutal and disgusting and filthy and that's why we love it but the album I picked is it just lyrically sonically it just fucking nailed uh what it felt like to be deep in that cut at the moment and that's what made it extra cathartic for me and and it was also a discovery moment because I mean, we'll get into it, but the band I, d- I picked has has been around for t- for twenty years. They're veterans, and again, part of the fun of this podcast is we discover bands that have either that are either new or have been around, and I I never was into this band or had discovered them, so it was refreshing to find a band that um, to take a deep dive into a band that's been around for so long. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was an exciting discovery moment to find a band that's already been around a long time that I never knew about that nailed a sound that felt like
0: what it what it felt like Mm -hmm. well that's interesting because some of my you know my album um my album that i've chosen is is not necessarily something that really sums up the feelings Mm. of being in 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 lockdown or the pandemic or how how heavy and, and awful things were mine was a little bit more escapism is that something that you were looking for in the criteria mitch for, for any of your music uh or what was your criteria right. Sorry, that's uh, yeah i guess <laughs> I,
3: I yeah like i would say that's a factor because i feel like music in general like the quality of it for me is that word would be like uh pretty connected to that yeah you know like in general it's like when you really get taken away by a song you usually come out the other side being like, that was a good song. You know, that's a good experience. Um, for me, I've really just been kind of on an endless hunt for the last few years for like a particular kind of brand of like thrashy metalcore. You know, that's like, I've just been really into that recently. So like the album I found, um, it, it just kind of fits the bill. It has a handful of songs in that. So for me, it was, uh, yeah, I was. I was just looking for. I didn't find any. Honestly, I didn't find any records this year that I'm like every song's a hit. Yeah. But I found. I found one where I'm like I was listening to it a lot in the beginning. Kind of took a break and then at the end of COVID, or ending as we're as we approach it, um, where I just there's a a couple songs that just thrash and, uh, I would say I would say that's accurate. Yeah, you kind of get taken away in it, but,
0: nice uh, Simon, criteria um,
3: for
1: you. Yeah, my criteria was a little bit more. Uh, just systematical um, we were asked to find an album that was uh, released during the pandemic and so I was like okay March 15th to current uh, let's see what's out there and I've been, I've been it's like a jungle safari for me and the rabbit holes are just endless <laughs> it's been so much fun stuff to get into and I don't think I realised it until after I'd chosen the album uh, and by the way it came out two months ago so it's kind of like the uh, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel kind of vibe. Yeah, to it. totally. It's playful. Yeah. It's also uh, a little bit, you know, optimistic in the way. Th- in in terms of how I think they spent their time during the pandemic. Yeah, good show. It's like and um, I can say this I've been lucky I haven't been affected by it much so so my attitude towards this and, and probably what these musicians have as well is a, is a uh, an attitude of alright we can do our regular stuff let's sit the fuck down jam out and see what comes out of it Yeah. and that's how it's been for me the pandemic for me was a time to sit down evaluate where you are in life where you want to go what your goals are I started focusing on my health a little bit more, started working out again, and and just sitting with myself a little bit and trying to produce some really good stuff for my personal work and, and what I do, and I feel like that's what these musicians did, and they came out with something really, really great, and that made me very excited in a very positive way. Yeah, And I feel, I mean, we might be speaking prematurely here but there is some it's it's we're getting to the end here i think and, and i think this is a, a nice way to kind of like round it all off with a little bit of a celebration almost nice Yeah. very nice
0: so as i'm sure is the case for all of you guys it was well maybe not for you Aaron because I feel like you've been like you knew exactly what you wanted to talk Mm -hmm. about tonight but it was quite difficult because there has been a lot of good music released over the last couple of years so before we get into our choices I thought it would be a good thing to just kind of go around quickly and talk about some honourable mentions that didn't quite make the cut and I'm going to come to you first on this Aaron
2: yeah um yeah, I definitely knew what I wanted, uh, but but on that note, I think I think, at least for me, my honorable mentions were, I don't know for a fact, but I've done my research. I think the albums that I'm gonna mention for honorable mentions were delayed because of COVID, mm-hmm. versus the album that I picked. Uh, these fellas, we'll get into it. These fellas, they're they're 20 year veterans and they've been cranking stuff out. They 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 released something. In, in December of 2019 and surprised everyone so the fact that they released an album in the middle of the pandemic for me uh, affirms that they're not fucking around and they, they genuinely were as Simon said sitting down reflecting and like getting into it Yeah. but my honorable mentions were Deftones uh, Ohms the yep. their, their, their latest album they were overdue for an album for a long time I'm pretty sure they were going to tour with Gojira and perform and release that album far earlier than they did, but they didn't release it until the towards the end of uh, 2020. The Black Dahlia Murder, uh, another another veteran in the industry, released Verminous. Uh, they can't really do anything wrong, and then <laughs> and then Gojira, of course. Uh, I'm a massive fanboy. Uh, they released Fortitude uh, a few few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. So. Um, those are my honorable mentions
0: and just I'm glad that you brought up the last one because I was gonna ask you
2: it was delayed they, they I've seen it they, they did they'll delay they they recorded in different places New
0: York New York France and yeah. they wanted to release it earlier but they couldn't but is that the is that the only reason it didn't make the cut or is there something because when we did the the top five of the last decade I think your mm-hmm. pick for number one was l'enfant Savage
2: yeah yeah, and I can answer that. Uh, as, as, again, as much as a fan as, as I am for, of Gojira, uh, Fortitude and um, Magma, the album before that, although they're masterpieces, in my opinion, as a, as a long time, lifelong fan, um, they're not as. Um, they're not my favorites. <gasps> yeah, <gasps> scandalous. <laughs> No, listen. No, I'm joking. Listen, listen. They're they're, they're 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 masterpieces in their own right. They're just not uh, my favorites in their within their portfolio. Totally fair. Mitch, honorable mentions for you. Yeah, I got a
3: few. I actually shared one with Aaron, which is "Ohms" by Deftones. Like, so good. They truly just like it's an album just riddled with like simplistic, digestible awesome metal riffs yeah like it's not like i appreciate a lot of progressive metal that you know there's like three guitars layered and it's super complex that is not deftones deftones is like you you know you hear exactly what's going on you don't really you know you can you can see how it'd be great live it doesn't require a great mix you know it's just it's four simple elements guitar bass drums done and uh yeah that there's like four or five songs that i'm just like this is one of those why didn't I think of that riffs because it's so simple but it's so like effective and original yeah. Um, That did, yeah that didn't quite make it um, for the same reason that I'm going to list off for my other honorable mentions was the clean singing parts just I felt like were just a little uninspired interesting so it's like I just felt mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. like you know a little a little like laxadaisical, mm-hmm. just like kind of the melodies just wandering and it didn't really catch me and, mm-hmm. and that was 25% of the album, so...
2: Like, he wasn't mm. trying as hard.
3: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's what they were going for, but it just didn't reel me in, you know, for one. I'm not sure. saying it's objectively bad, It just, I didn't get hooked by the clean no, singing parts, and it was sure. quite a considerable amount of the album. Mm. Um, but, if yeah, if you if you want to f- find some killer guitar riffs so that you could probably even play yourself, like, <laughs> like Deftones <laughs> is, is where it's at for that. All right. Um, my second one is similar but different it's uh no eternity in gold by uh like moths to flames mm. so like moths to flames i think are one of the best like modern metalcore groups they they dropped the dream is dead which is a two-track ep in 2015 and it was just mm. like thrashy and angsty and just like you could hear this guy's emotion um it was it was insane This one didn't make it because they're going the direction Architects and Bring Me the Horizon and Parkway Drive and all these metalcore groups are going with like Kind of like stadium rock choruses. <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's stadium not, rock is a good one. You know what oh, I mean? Like kind of man. like an Imagine Dragons chorus. Oh shit! And it's not. It's just <laughs> you not. You said <laughs> Imagine <laughs> Dragons. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I wasn't gonna diss anyone, but yeah. <laughs> it's in that, it's, yeah. It's in that. it Look, like it's in that direction. Woo. You know, so it's like they're doing that. Like, like I love like like Monster Flames, No Eternity and Gold that came out in 2020. It's like monster riffs, monster verses, monster breakdowns. Like. True energy and passion, and then they like get to their, you know, arena rock chorus, and and it it feels like unauthentic, and I think that's, I think that kind of stuff makes a lot of money now, so it's not like I blame them, but it's 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 not for me. No respect, yeah,
2: respect.
3: Um, My third one, which is just not enough quality on the album, is "Become the Hunter" by Suicide Silence. Um, they're a metal group that was really uh, huge about six years ago, seven years ago, and they lost their Screamer, Mitch Lucker, in like a motorcycle accident. True. They replaced him with this guy, and this is his second record with them. Um, he was from Lorna something? Lorna Shore? Lorna Shore, Lora yeah. He was the old yeah, Lorna yeah, yeah, yeah. Shore Screamer. He's in Suicide Silence really? now. And, I mean, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's interesting. Yeah. But... It, yeah become the hunter has a song called love me to death which is insane and then it's it's just a lot of like kind of like oh what song am i on they kind of sound the same mm, so sure. yep, that's it for me simon oh we've got a few here we've got a heap actually but uh, our, <laughs> uh
1: something that made me very exciting was that i was just looking through my spotify seeing what's out there and bloody hell every time i die has just gotten out i like, given out three singles which are all fucking fantastic.
3: Those are sick, Yes, they are.
1: Um, I can't wait for them to come out with a new album. Their last album came out in 2016, which was a great album. Uh, Low Teens, I think it was called. I don't know why they named that, but... um, I'm so excited that these guys are out with some uh, some songs again, and I can't wait to see what comes. Uh, Another honorable mention is a, a Japanese band called Crystal Lake, who actually Narl and Aaron, we were going to actually have a look at before the pandy started. We had tickets to... <laughs> the pandy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. we, I said we, don't do that. <laughs> don't tap the glass. Yeah, we, we had tickets to, um, to uh, four... Uh, four Touring we all had tickets to the Pandy. <laughs> we all had. Well, then the Pandy came along oh, and pandy. our tickets got... Um, Sounds yeah. so cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got to make light of it. We just, we jest. Oh,
3: yeah. I, I do need to make a correction. It wasn't Lauren Ashore. It was oh, all, it all Shall Perish.
1: Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I got
3: those confused. Oh, still. Yeah. Still.
1: Um, I wanted to mention Laura Ashore, actually, because they've been mm-hmm. a big part of my pandemic, but... Um, I think uh, they're not here because on my list because of the dates I don't think they gave anything mm. out since 2019, I think um, And then I've stumbled upon a band uh, who released uh, their first full album um, called, And this is called, so it's self-titled, Darko um, In parentheses US, I don't know why they put it there But I think it's because there are like three or four other bands on Spotify called Darko this is seriously some of the heaviest and sludgiest and goriest deathcore I've heard yeah, very of, good. of late. Yeah, I'm very excited about these guys. But they almost made the cut for my my uh, my number one album here, but not quite. Uh, then we've got Shrine of Malice. Just wanted to mention that they got a single out in May 2020. So they made the pandemic, but just with a single, not a uh, an album. And um, uh, some bad news I'm a, I'm a big fan of Shrine of Malice but their um, vocalist is no longer uh, with them well he's not dead but he's he's uh, just a, he's just uh, a very he's, bad he's, boy he's, he's been a very bad boy and he's been kicked out of the band mm-hmm. uh, Brand of Sacrifice bloody fucking hell yeah. this is some heavy crazy shit yeah. and uh, this almost almost made made the top one yeah I should
2: have mentioned them yeah. so
1: good Lifeblood 2021 album fantastic and then we got another one, kind of similar to Darko in the sense that it's a sludgy deathcore band called Reflections uh, with the album Willow. Um, uh, this would have been my number one pick were it not for that it came out one month before the pandemic officially started. So I was like, okay, but we'll let this go. The, um, the main soundtrack of this whole pandemic for me has been a band called Spirit Box. They um, have not yet released an album in 2021, although everyone is expecting them to, but they've been very active. They've had three releases during the pandemic, a smasher called Holy Roller, uh, a song called Constance, and uh, a brand new one, I think about a month month old, called uh, Circle With Me. Um, with Rule of Nine, a fourth song, just released a month before the pandemic. These guys are absolutely fantastic. Everyone should check them out. They're a small band out of uh, Canada. Um, Go listen to them. And then I've got... Oh, what's that say on your t-shirt, Oh, it just said spirit box. (laughs) Uh, Nothing fancy. Rapping. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and then I wanted to just uh, mention some not-so-honorable mentions. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh. That wasn't part of the brief, but yeah. you we'll know, allow it. Get in, there,
2: get in there, Simon.
1: I kind of... I hate it, but I also kind of like that all the bands that I've gone through now have been very recent discoveries for me, for the exceptions of Every Time I Die. But, uh, you know, my my go-to, my, my, my beloved bands, such as Architects, uh, Bring Me the Horizon, Fit for a King, all released albums during the pandemics that were... Um just not great. Wow. They were That's definitely interesting. They were a bit of a letdown. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, don't rely on anything, especially reputation dur- a, Yeah, exactly, right? I mean some of these bands like architects, they've they've I think they've produced eight or seven albums. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Um they can do whatever the fuck they want uh, And and they'll have my blessing But just not for me And uh, and Fit for a King has just gone The, the what do you call it, Ar- arcade rock yeah. arena, arena rock yeah. Arena rock Oh, no, all those bands Coin that, that. Cause that was, yeah. that's good And Bring the Horizon has never really gotten uh, The kick that they had back in the days With some uh, some albums that Mitch and I fucking love Again, it's, it's samey And it's like, oh cool But I'm not going to listen to it a second or right. third time so
0: that's it for me, yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Cool. All right, for me, I've got two on here that, that didn't make the cut, mainly because they actually came out towards the end of February. But I do have. I, I listened to them once we'd started to go into lockdown. So one of them <laughs> was a band that you're familiar with, Simon yeah. Pol- uh, Polaris. Yes. Yeah, oh, they released. The, I didn't mention that one. Well, yeah. it came out in February, so, okay. you know. It, they released The Death of Me um, yeah. last year. The reason it didn't make the cut for me is that I thought it had about three standout, really good songs. Agreed. And then they, that kind of quality wasn't necessarily matched throughout the album. Honestly, I didn't think.
1: W- when I listened to that album for the first time, I was like, Am I on shuffle? Because it almost sometimes doesn't seem like it's the same band playing mm-hmm. in some of the songs. It's crazy. Yeah. They
0: definitely have there are some really really good tracks on that album but it didn't quite make the cut Mm -hmm. Um, an old uh, German melodic death metal band Dark Fortress put out an album Spectres from the old world and I had, had no idea about this band whatsoever but I mentioned this to you guys before I was getting a tattoo just as things were starting to get crazy and i think it was probably one of the last appointments that my tattoo artist could give out before everybody had to fuck off and he was playing this album like and i was there for about 8 hours so he played it quite a bit so i don't know whether it was stockholm syndrome but it's 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 a good album i'd never heard of them before and then after i left i went and loaded up it's definitely it up on- stockholm syndrome <laughs> <laughs> i loaded up on bread and toilet paper and all that sort of stuff and hunkered down um, but then two that came really close One of my all-time favorite old-school thrash bands testament They put out Titans of creation, which mm. is a Fantastic album if you like that kind of thing now. It didn't make the cut for me because I think similar to what you said before Simon a lot of what I've enjoyed the most about the pandemic has been finding new bands. Yes. Yeah, so I Love Testament. I love that album. But something, something just, you know, edges it out. And one that came super, super close is an album by a band called Ocean Grove. Um, They're like super nostalgic '90s, early 2000s new metal. It's not Um, a gated community. (laughs) I'd live there.
2: I'd live there too. (laughs)
0: So they put out an album called Flip Phone <laughs> We'll do the Fantasy. next podcast there. Yes. I,
1: I, think, I think they're Australian. Yes, Australian. Yeah. We were going so, to see them too.
0: Yeah, uh, with, with Crystal Lake.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: I assume Ocean Grove is like Parkway Drive. It's no, I get close. it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they put out. They're representing hard. Yeah, they put out uh, an album called Flip Phone Fantasy. And we are Ocean Drive. <laughs> Ocean Grove.
3: <laughs> close <laughs> enough. Close enough.
0: But anyway, that album is that album came out i have a vivid memory of this that album came <laughs> pissing himself over it. <laughs> that album came out just as the weather was getting a bit better just as they were starting to open up the outside drinking i remember i was coming to meet aaron and our friend chris for drinks out in williamsburg and this album dropped and it was just full of pure nostalgic s- really upbeat summary, kind of old school new metal and it was exactly the type of thing that i was looking for it was just something to completely distract from everything that was shit in the world and it came really super close to being my pick but something else just edged it out all right honorable mentions out of the way let's take a quick break and then let's get into the, the main event <laughs> Alright, let's get into it, shall we? Um, Aaron, seeing as this was your uh, brainchild, I'm going to come to you first for your pick.
2: Sure. Getting right into it, uh, I picked uh, Slow Decay by the Acacia Strain, released in July of 2020, which, uh, if we're going to do the math, was pretty much uh, perfect timing for the the middle of the thick of it. Uh, We all wanted to... Run outside and take our clothes off and enjoy the summer, uh, travel. Speak for yourself, though. Yeah, go to the beach, etc. cetera, whatever. Uh, July 2020, Acacia Strain, uh, it's their 10th studio album from a from 20-year veterans out of Massachusetts. Uh, band was founded in high school. They're considered deathcore slash metalcore with, quote, sludge metal, death metal, and punk aesthetics. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go a little um, outside the norm here with with how I review this album and I'm just gonna go straight into reviews because I I just was really impressed with uh, I I could talk all day about how it made me feel and I'll give you some 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 high-level words but the the reviews and descriptions the way people describe this album other other than me really nailed it but the album was unsettling to me, this is my words, unsettling, uneasy, and just plain eerie. Um, There's a general dissident dissident dread uh, going on behind the scenes. I know these guys are fans of horror and so there was always some sort of eerie, like, treble, like higher tone treble eerie sound going in the background. Uh, as you had these chugging guitars there's just so, something always eerie in the background that just put you um, uh, on the edge of your seat. Just kind of, kind of made you permanently uneasy and uncomfortable. Um, KillYourStereo.com gave it 88 out of 100. Quote, listening to this album feels like watching the world around you crumble and burn to nothing but ash and shit. Reflected <laughs> Reflected in the stupidity, stupidly, stupidly heavy music and apocalyptic, apocalyptic, apocalyptic lyricism, slow decay forces you to take a look around at our society and our very earth and to realize that not everything is as peachy as it seems when you were as a kid. It's not now and never was. This album is the sound of sheer rage and turmoil bubbling up to the surface and the refusal to accept our current state of living. Slow Decay takes a long, hard look into the mirrors of society, the environment, and self, watching as something monstrous stares back.
0: I'm just going to jump in there and say that sounds like the perfect analysis of an album that would be of interest to you. Yeah. Just, just all, of, all of the albums that we've discussed on the podcast, that kind of sums up quite a lot of your picks sometimes, I think. It's kind of reflective... Whether it's societal, internal, anything else in the world, something reflective always seems to appeal to you, I feel.
2: No, cheers, yeah. staring into the abyss. Um, loudersound.com gave it four and a half stars out of five. The Acacia Strains 2020 output tackles the omnipresent through the eyes of humanity itself, witnessing its failures and handling its earthbound problems, not least being death and our impending descent into hell. And and as inescapable as the subject matter may be, confronting mortality brings out the contagious side of the Massachusetts Death Corps outfit littered with guest spots that take their trademark chaos to to new depths. And then my favorite uh, comes from HeavyBlogisHeavy.com Let me be clear, I am not using words like titans or monolithic lightly here. Slow decay in its final completed form is an exodian, I had to look this up, exodian, meaning indestructible and unstoppable construct, steeped in Inui, birthed in nihilistic right to obliterate hope and lay bare humanity's fears and failures. It is a massive, lumbering, unstoppable force of doom-soaked beatdown, the likes of which could only have been concocted by a 20-year veteran in the year 2020. It is the soundtrack to the state of our world by current perceptions, oppressive, anxiety-ridden, and hopeless to the point of total despair. Slow decay is everything it was intended to be, from start to finish. The record hammers away at you with palpable palpable anguish. It is the act of putting your soul in a hydraulic press. It will make you feel colossal and hollow, and at home, with the existential dread of the reality we all face. It will also force you to kick holes in the floor, so be careful out
0: there. It uh-huh. sounds very uplifting and <laughs> positive. And I think it's, uh, you know, i said this before, but I think certainly not escapism on this track. No. On this album. Right no, there. it you, you, it's something you have to relish in.
1: Yeah, it sounded like the start of the pandemic, basically.
2: Yeah. Good kicker
1: off, yeah.
0: And how did um how did this how did you come about? How did you hear it, like at the first? Can you remember how it? Sort of and came that's about? a good
2: question. I think it, I think it was part of the algorithm. I think I think it came up in my Spotify playlist. Um, you know, new release. Yeah, definitely fan of new releases, and so, um, Spotify knows us well, doesn't it? It does. And uh, I I, I don't do it every week, but probably once a month, I I remember that there's like that made for you playlist you know yes. new releases don't miss this aaron blah blah aaron <laughs> aaron <laughs> yeah um so i'm pretty sure that's that's how, i mean we had nothing but time right we we're trapped in our apartments and i saw it saw it bookmarked in spotify and the rest is
0: history for sure simon mitch are you guys were you guys familiar with acacia strain this album is this something that kind of appealed to you guys during this time as well.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of uh, reviewing it myself. I really like it. It's definitely in the the Doom territory that I like to sludge around in as well. So, um, I was glad that Aaron was going to tackle it, because I think it absolutely deserved to be on this list, whether it was me or anyone else
3: reviewing it. So, I'm really happy to see it here. Yeah,
0: Mitch, what about you?
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think my first um exposure to acacia strain was warp tour in chicago circa nice 2011 10 Damn. maybe cool and they sure. were there and they were and i was in between bands that i knew and i saw acacia strain on stage and and the and the uh, front man he he says into the mic he's like we are unhappy people we make un- <laughs> because we, we we make unhappy music we hate everyone, kill each other, and then they do a drop, and there's this fucking wall of death that was just fuck? bonkers. And that was what that was my first exposure. But it, yeah, they've been on my radar through throughout the years. I you know occasionally they pop out a record, and I check out some of the tracks. And they're 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 rock they're steady. You know they're they're constantly putting out like quality stuff. Yeah, they, they they don't seem to like they don't seem to like break the envelope too much. Mm-hmm. but they're like constantly putting out like reliable like quality fucking music yeah, yeah they know what they do best, yeah. and they keep doing yeah
1: that's cool because this is a new uh discovery by me I think yeah, me same yeah I, I heard the, um, I know the,
2: who they are and I've known of them but this yeah. was the first album I ever really like dove into ever we yeah. just go down
1: a rabbit hole then yeah, yeah. I, mean.
0: I think I I said to you before that I'd always heard the name, The Acacia Strain, never really thought that I'd heard a a single track, but I think similar to you, I think that I had one or two tracks that maybe were on like a Discover Weekly, because when I listened back to this album, first impression was, well, I know exactly why Aaron's picked this one. (laughs) But also like, like you quite accurately mentioned before, it is, like, the perfect soundtrack for all of, like, the darkest times during yeah. the pandemic. It's... Um, we said this before, but it is oppressively heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it is so dark, and there's even, like... We we joked about this before, but, like, one of the songs, which is one of my standouts, he just shouts, I'm going through some shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know... Catch you uh, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and as as uh maybe not as eloquent or um sort of abstract as that sounds like it, it's so powerful and yeah it, and it sums it up so well right appropriate for the time i feel like, i feel
3: like the lack of like how like on the how on the nose it is actually makes it clever yeah because you know, yeah, no one sure. would think to be that straightforward or, yeah. or a few would
0: exactly yeah <laughs> what you got is your um standout track or tracks
2: Oh geez that's uh that's a no-brainer um um, I definitely think uh how do you pronounce it ch- ch- china master is that
0: it your guess is as good as mine yeah. um
1: ch ma- I mean that have
2: that fun was, with it that yeah <laughs> I think I think ch- yeah China sh- yeah Two H's, two N's, oh yeah. It's China, like, Master. It's like China
0: Master. China <laughs> Master?
2: Yeah. No, that song. That song is that. That one. That one's That one really encapsulates the eerie, dissonant, oppressive, pummeling sound of the entire album. Um, opening line is "I can't fucking breathe," and I mean, if, if, unless you're living in a cave, that the, the, that lyric just sends chills down your spine. Um, I think. That that's the title track for me and then actually the first two tracks, Feed a Pigeon, Breed a Rat yeah. and Crippling Poison mm-hmm. are also they follow suit. There's just always this eerie like 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 this eerie like tone in the background that's just like it's just eerie. Like there's this chunky guitar riffs but there's something eerie going on in the background. And that's obviously done for a purpose, and so um, that's what just that's what just sends chills down your spine. So uh, the chain master, feed a pigeon, breed a, breed a rat, crippling poison, and then uh, honorable mention is um, inverted person, which um, is a theme that I'm seeing more bands take on, uh, tackling younger generations dependent on technology and their cell phones and. Mm-hmm. It's a total stab at people obsessed with their cell phones and technology and so inverted person, the lyrics on that one are pretty profound. And the last track
0: is called Earth Will Become Death, All Capitals. That's, that's yeah. a pretty good pretty good way to Just to end it off. Just nice to day. finish it off. Yeah. yeah. On a positive note.
2: Okay. And uh, I guess I guess I guess to put a chair on top, um, not only do you notice a theme in and the bands and, and albums that I pick, this this was A direct follow-up to death atlas by kettle if 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 cattle decapitation predicted anything i mean christ there was a song on there called bring back the plague Plague. yeah uh this album (laughs) this album just falls right into suit as far as uh the metal community being on point
0: and being aware interesting it's reflective because i'm glad you brought that up because you that came out right at the tail end of 2019 yeah we were talking december it was a surprise yeah we did we did our top five of the last decade and that was kind of so preemptive that's right of what was about to happen to the world this kind of sums it up um i had like the the track that i recognized when i listened to this was crippling poison the one that you brought up and i think that is so on the nose but yeah it's such a powerful track it's the one where the chorus is final nail
2: yeah so
0: good man yeah so good nice one mate right mitch yeah your
3: choice mate before before i jump into mine too i just want to comment on the acacia strain album um the artwork is like a picture yes it's like a yeah. picturesque like some little adorable bird on like, Shit, a, yeah. it's a, like a tree nice branch and it's like the, i mean in the and and commenting on what Aaron was saying about like that like eeriness in the background it's kind of got this like Truman show vibe yeah where there's like so, like not everything is right yeah
1: there's something wrong with the picture Bcon yeah quite yeah it yeah.
3: definitely has that feeling and that yeah. it, it's re- like what an experience you yeah. know it's like yeah. it it's there's layers there yeah which is cool it's
0: a good that's a good call out because we shouldn't lose sight of the artwork because I think that that's um, true. I think personally, do. I'm going to win that one, but with with my choice. But <laughs> this is good, though. This no, is I the, don't know. I are... mean, I, I, I I'll, I'll
2: bring this up. We, I won't take too much more time, but the album art looks looks really peaceful and serene with the flowers and the birds. But uh, just a quick backstory: they they, were, they, they peppered this album. They peppered us with singles, and there was D E C A Y. Each single spelt a letter. But when you actually buy the album With Not that many people Excuse me Not that a lot of folks do that nowadays But It's like a A quad fold Like it folds out And as it folds out It decays It goes from the beautiful, oh, yeah. The beautiful painting Yeah look this up oh, online Oh shit yeah, awesome i have to it. check that out That sounds amazing and If anybody's listening Look it up Look up this album as As it unfolds it goes from like a a beautiful painting, serene scene, to like
0: a decayed forest. Yeah.
1: Go by the oh, fucking I think, album I think Yeah, <laughs> I really
0: miss that about buying actual CDs. Like yeah. right now, yeah. you just get that. Sometimes you you only consume like an album artwork in like a tiny little thumbnail really? on your iPhone or yeah, it's like depressing.
1: We, when someone when an artist have spent so much time designing, and illustrating, and creating something beautiful like that yeah it deserves to be shown off the way the
3: music yeah. is getting shown off. well it's, it's also like an like the experience of listening to a record yeah isn't just it's like every piece every aspect like changes like the kind of like emotional tint mm, yeah. like yeah, the color absolutely. the color so like you could have a same song and if you swap out the lyrics it's not the same song Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that changes the color you have these association with the words yeah just like the album cover you know it's like if you see it you have this different whole it's it's changing a piece of the puzzle so the whole puzzle changes yeah absolutely yeah Uh, aaron's just
0: bringing it up now not an audio feature but that's awesome yeah
3: Yeah, right
1: amazing i've seen that one yeah that is actually the booklet uh, inside of the that's great record yeah yeah for
0: those that can't see what we're looking at just so people. from the letter
2: D, you've got the flowers in the forest, but by the time you get to the Y, it's, it's just fucked. desolate. Yeah. I, I kept <laughs> Desolate thinking, way, sir. It's cabbaged. I kept thinking about <laughs> it... Yeah, it's
1: cabbaged. I kept thinking about it when I was listening to the record as well. I don't know why, but it must have been obviously because of the of the scenery and stuff, but it reminded me a little bit of one of my favourite horror movies of all time, The Witch. Uh, and oh, it's like... like- it's, it's something dark and wrong happening in the woods it's where things goes to die or something it's it's kind of like that. Uh, seeing the artwork listening to the music it feels like going into the woods and and you know you're not going to come out again <laughs> after we
0: finish up with my album I think we're going to have to watch a horror movie because yeah. it's going to yeah, inspire yeah. so much but Mitch yeah yeah, yeah. Over I'll, to I'll you. jump into mine so into
3: my band's uh, Loathe they're from Liverpool. Um, they 100%. had a few... This is their... What I'm reviewing is their second full-length record. Uh, they had one in 2017 as well as 2020. And crazy enough, not their latest album. They did put another one out. However, it's insur- it's instrumental. Yeah. And it's, so they
1: had two... But wow. it's a completely new album. Completely new songs. But it's just instrumental.
3: Yeah, which... To, you know, I I did give it a listen through, and to me, I, I love their vocalist, so yeah. it's kind of like this is cool, but you know. So they're busy. They're busy. They're definitely busy. Um, but they put out their record in February twenty twenty called "I Let It In" and it took everything.
0: Great name. Mm-hmm. Great name. I
3: mean, it's the whole record is really, you know, it, it really highlights this like element of the human condition. Um, it 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 the lyrics are. You know, like, Gord, which is one of their singles off it. It's Brutal. Yeah. It also, like, if you read through the lyrics, it, it almost, like... It seems like it's about, like, being hunted by an animal. Whoa. And it gets you. But, like, oh, you, you have a feeling that it's not literal. Right. You know, but it is, like, uh... The... The... I think I was speaking earlier about it, and I was like, it really only had a handful of, like, monster tracks... And the thing is, though, if you listen to it in order, they start out, you know, um, in the beginning with the theme, and then later on 451 Days in Red Room, they almost have this like 80s, like Vangelis style, like, you know, probably a Juno or something, like some synth work from mm-hmm. the 80s, and in some of them, like two-way mirror, and, is this re- and screaming, there's like singing parts and it almost feels like shoegaze you know it's like very it's like washed out yeah, so the whole thing it's a very part. inconsistent album yes massively and what I was massively what, but, yes but, I would agree but it works doesn't it yeah. well it works in the sense of like this isn't an album you can mosh the whole way through Mm-mm. you know so if you're looking for that like this isn't the album but I could literally see this being a front-to-back soundtrack to some movie.
1: Yes, exactly. I We touched on it a little bit earlier when we mentioned Deftones. I think they're doing the same thing that Deftones often does, where they have something that's really hard, and then they have a break from something, but they still keep it in the same kind of, like, universe or atmosphere. Yeah. And I think they nailed this. I was going to say Deftones one. at some point with this album. Exactly. I'd never right. heard of this band, and... and, and they know where they're taking their inspiration. I'm not from. giving
2: any discredit because the album is very good. Yeah. But I couldn't help but think about death Songs yeah. when mm-hmm. I listened to
3: it. A- yeah. Well and and looping back to like the title, um you know, for like what I kind of got from this album, I poked through the lyrics, you know, I, I listened to it a bunch of times in the beginning of quarantine and then mm. I recently got back into it. When did it come out? It was February of twenty twenty. Oh, okay, so nice. wow. um, you know, kind of at the dawn of Yep, yep. You know, seeing the news and hearing stuff, seeing this mysterious thing coming across the sea. Um, But it it every song is somewhat connected to that title, like Mm -hmm. "I let it in" and it took everything. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and I'm I'm doing a little interpretation here, but it seems to be a very human thing to you know, put out some trust or something and sometimes you get burned, you know, and like, and, and it's a really, the album in you know, I let it in and it took everything, you know, you let it in. And I think the album as a whole, certain like emotions and feelings, you know, it would be, they could be super concise and maybe like one track and one vibe would fit it. But some of them are more complicated. Like that's a story. I let it in and it took everything. Mm, You know, that's not anger. That's not, that's that's more than one that's a complicated thing it's an sure. experience yeah it's an exper- it's a yeah it's an it's an experience that spans many different moods and, Yeah. and they really just crushed it with the album for that and it shows these different moods too doesn't it in, it in paint, the album yeah it paints a different you know the two way mirror track was their clean single so yeah. that was one of the four they released as a single and that's the one with 90% clean singing mm-hmm. and it's got a lot of washy guitars and it kind of has this like it has this, um, yeah. It, it's really hard to come up with the words for it because it's like, it's got a
0: really atmospheric <clears throat> and like ethereal quality to it. I almost
2: it, went space metal with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Outer spacey, like. There's like, those those two tra- the two tracks that I had down as as my favorites would probably represent both sides of the spectrum. What yeah, were the two on this album? two-way mirror and gourd oh, like, really? if you listen to those if you were just had you know your headphones on and you were shuffling some music or you thought you were shuffling some music and you yeah. got those two tracks back to back you'd think they were two different bands mm. yeah and yeah. i i got like when i listened to it the album mm. i got that throughout the whole thing it's yeah. like it's so progressive it's so eclectic mm. there's like i like you said on two-way mirror it's like so atmospheric and ethereal and and there's like little interludes and stuff throughout the album and then you have some really filthy heavy mm-hmm. uh, hell, like a really fucking heavy side yeah. and like the the stark contrast between both those things is stark there's is, def- that was my yeah it's,
2: i was gonna use that word as well
3: stark i was like holy shit I, I mean i just got from it like i thought i thought like front to back and i think for this reason, not every track is 100% killer, because right. I, I don't think it should be, for what they were trying to do. I think they're... I don't know what the story is. They're telling some story. The, the album title tells you about it, but at different points in it, you know, two-way mirror, it, it felt more calm and reflective. In them, like, Gord is like a moment of panic. Yeah, You know, and, and it is panic. Like, it's yeah. crazy. They switch, like, time signatures and tempos, and it's just... it's bananas, and... Um... Yeah, so I, I forgot what your question was, but <laughs> there's that. Um, that's uh, my. I forgot my question. That's my record as well. I don't know if you're asking something specific, but that was my. I mean, my I'll pick. say this:
2: of all of the four albums we reviewed, I only listened to that album once, and by the time I got to the end of it, by the time I got to the end of it, I realized how much I liked it, mm-hmm. and. I, I just wanted to let it marinate. I don't think I I'll eventually go back and listen to it, but it was so good. I just was like, I'm gonna let this marinate because I'd never heard anything like it.
0: Yeah, I would. I would. I heard say, some death. I heard the death tone references. I can see that. But
2: in general, I was like, these guys have massive range, and going back to the whole uh, uh,
0: outer spacey, uh, just just it just felt out of this world. It was yeah. good. I would say out of the four albums that we chose it's probably the one album that like listening start to finish is absolutely required yeah. Like it's it's like a whole experience whereas like the rest of ours, which we'll get into you pick a track out here and there and enjoy them in their own merit but yeah. like like some of the albums that we've reviewed before aaron where it where it feels like uh, you mentioned this mitch it's like a soundtrack peaks and troughs and like super stark differences like it, it kind of it deserves to be enjoyed. Some of these, these are chapters the in a story. you yeah. know
3: they're not like a whole right. unit by themselves, for sure. Simon,
0: well, you you
1: you're quite a big fan of this too, right? Or yeah, am I reading that correctly? I um I've been a fan of Loathe um for a while. Not haven't dived super deep into them, but they've always been on my radar and listened to them here and there. Um, this album actually escaped me. Uh, so when Mitch told us that he was reviewing. Low, that was like Bloody hell They, they put something out Didn't they mm-hmm. And then I find Three fucking albums That I haven't heard From them One This one Which we're reviewing They also released The instrumental version For this album And bloody hell A year to the dot I think To the date uh, From this one Is that it? Yeah I think yeah. February 2021 They came out with Their newest album Called The Things They Believe Which is a purely Instrumental As far as I've heard I've only Skimmed through it But Yeah They're busy and uh, nice. I think, I mean, here you see an example of people taking fucking advantage of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, what can you do? Sit the fuck down, write some good shit and have fun with it. But so- this this album to me, sorry, this album to me was was really cool because I got a little bit of that nostalgia here. And, um, and from, from hearing, you know, you see we're all artists here and, and we know kind of like when we are borrowing or... Getting yeah. inspired by other artists yeah, as yeah. well, and you know, w- you can do that in a way when you. There's a right way to do it. There's a right way to do it. And there's a wrong way to do it. I think these guys are doing it in a right way, where they they are clearly taking some inspiration from, uh, Deftones. But what I also found really interesting was if this this was would be a, a perfect mashup of Deftones and Northlane. Mm. Northlane, uh, I can pick up in this album a lot too, um, which is another band that I'm quite the fan of. So I think I think these guys have a bunch of inspiration and they've chosen to 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 take what they've been influenced by and make it their own and i think they've done that quite successfully
0: another band that came to mind for me Aaron was um, sleep token yeah
2: ah
1: like really
0: the, really not not like not 100% musically but in like the, the stark f- differences between the styles yes. of music that go into yes yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It. yeah okay yeah i can hear yeah mitch what were your standout tracks?
3: Um, So, I think due to the nature of this record, like, a lot of the ones that made the whole record beautiful are not really standout. You know, it's like a, uh, a scene in a movie that seems to be inconsequential, but it makes the other things seem cool. So, m- all mine were the heavy ones. My standout tracks were... yeah, You yeah. know, like, Gord was just fucking nutty. Heavy is the head that falls with the weight of whatever... Is uh, I mean that had a breakdown at the end, like it had a little pause at about like three and a half minutes where yeah, it kind of got quiet, but then they go back into this kind of like the like the Deftones where you're like, why didn't anyone think of that guitar riff yeah. yet? Because it's so simple and stupid, but it's so powerful. I th- hmm.
2: Based on what we're saying, I feel like we could rearrange the tracks and it could be two different albums, oh, yeah. almost two different bands.
3: Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I, I, I thought New Faces in the Dark was another that's that my, was another heavy one. That's my favorite.
1: That's my favorite heavy track on this one. Yeah.
3: And then, and then, yeah, there's a lot of other ones. Like, I don't even know how long the other tracks are, but there's, like, the theme and stuff where I'm, like, the synth work is just immaculate. So as a standout track, I wouldn't say it's a standout track, but it's, like, a beautiful, like, introduction to this movie. Nice. Yeah.
0: All right. I'm going to dive in here and then Simon, you can see us out, but my choice was Dominion by Video Nasties, which was released on 13th of March, 2020. So Video Nasties, um, I'd never heard of them like prior to the pandemic. And probably the reason for that is probably the reason why none of you guys probably heard of them before I mentioned them either is they are, they're quite small and they're a, a relatively new band also from Liverpool, like Loth, so northwest of the UK representing quite well. But for me, the reason why I chose this, and it, I think I, I heard a review about this album on another pod, pod, podcast called The Heaviest Podcast, and they talked about it. And a, a genre that I never was a, a fan of or even knew existed, um kind of came to the forefront um death and roll okay that's what they call it and so this was probably the most interesting album that i think that i listened to in the entire pandemic i think it's it's their debut album i think it's such a it's just a fun fun like relentless album from start to finish there are so many different influences in there. I mean, you got—they call, call it black and roll, but there's obviously elements of death metal in there. There's a lot of like punky sensibility. There's thrash. There's yeah, loads of <laughs> so, well, you know I, feel like, like it's, I like it. Yeah, really? I know why you like it. Yeah, It's about it's what I like. It's very a thr- album Yeah, it's a, ni- <laughs> it's a total Nile album. album. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But just, just listen to this. Just listen to these small like. Uh, quotes from the band as to what they do. Mm. And tell me that this doesn't just sound like well, the perfect kind of music for me. Yeah. Or just the perfect music for us in general. Sure. A celebration of late 80s yeah. slash early 90s metal with a John Carpenter nod. Yep, yep. And they sing about horror sleaze and generally having a lovely time. <laughs> 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 I mean, you can hear... All of that, yeah. I think, come through, and especially, I've been a sucker for the blend of, like, I don't know what it is about people who love metal also loving. There he is, movies. Newcastle. There's Newcastle. <laughs> There's some metal from Newcastle. Newcastle's got some history with metal. Venom. Yeah. Um. But metal and the horror movies go hand in hand. No. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like. I've always been a huge fan of Rob Zombie as yeah. well. And I love Classic. when you get that, you get that just that eeriness. Yep, yep. Like they have shitloads of synth in this yeah. album that kind of references that sort of John Carpenter. They even have like the voiceover and little samples of films from Prince of Darkness by yeah. John Carpenter. And obviously that is something that um, Rob Zombie does so well. So I kind of feel like this album. It just for me my approach to the to choosing the album was slightly different to yours where it was like being transported into right. a different i was being taken back in time because i think of yeah. this the production on the album isn't like isn't slick yeah. as, as far as i'm concerned it's really raw and rough and it feels like it could have been recorded in the late 80s early yeah. 90s so the whole thing i think kind of takes you into this different space and it's just rip-roaring and one last thing that i will i'll read read to you
2: very fun and horror based 80s john carpenter says says the guy in the message shirt (laughs) and yeah not everyone's comfortable being descended into hell i understand it's fine
0: (laughs) no it's uh i mean this is very much this is more like a fictional Uh, version of hell yeah 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 but you know, we I, I talked about them singing about horror sleeves and generally having a lovely time. It's just it's just good fun. But yeah. The, whilst I, I, I think it's quite hard to distinguish exactly what's been sung about on this album. I couldn't I, find any lyrics online. So I've, I found like an interview where they kind of break down a little bit and it kind of ranges from all sorts of horror-infused stuff to sure. other interesting lifestyle choices such yeah. as BDSM, and golden showers. So golden showers. Yeah. I'll, I'll read this quote. This is from this is the opening track, which is an absolute banger. Stay gold. <laughs> Fantastic. So the, I, I believe the lead singer. He he said this is verbatim. This is fucking great. They say you should write about what you know. So as a keen sexy pervert, I decided to write about water sports. Hence the name Stay Gold. Is the song autobiographical? Who can say? Who can say? <laughs> Neither confirming nor denying that Water Sports are part of it. You know, have a listen and decide for yourself. Each yeah. to their own. Not something you would expect from a John Carpenter inspired horror thrash yeah. death kind of shit. But, Dirty dog. Um, I'm interested to know what you guys think about it because, you know, this, you guys know that this very much appealed to me, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, o- I can... Open it out
2: to the floor. Yeah, I... I I'll echo Simon I think it's very much a Niall album it uh, it's I thought it was 50 to 60% thrash actually but it had really good melodies really good guitar riffs there was um, uh, uh, good banter with the chanting which is very common like going Mm -hmm. back to British British Mm -hmm. hardcore uh, metalcore uh, like anthems very anthemic Uh, there's like you know, hardcore chants in the background where the the rest of the band's chanting, but the vocalist is. Um... I was actually surprised by the main vocalist actually because the vocalist is very.
0: Um, so screechy. Screechy, almost yeah. black metally. Yeah. I, um, I think that's. I think but, that's the black metal element within. Yeah, the music. but
2: but it's fitting for 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 the horror thing, um, and so, I think. I think when you when you put put all that in a pot, uh, it's right up your alley. It's 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 thrash meets horror films meets John Carpenter um, with the chant the, the the going back to the British bits the the, the chanting. I
0: um, should I should mention that the the name video nasties is a yes it's a UK term that was used to describe horror films of a certain budget that were gory and deemed to be on the edge of what is acceptable. I was about it to say,
1: because looking at the cover for this album, yeah. well, first of all, I was like, well, this is Niles' pick, but it's also <laughs> kind of funny and charming. Yeah, exactly. In, in the funny way, and charming, yeah. Funny and charming in how ridiculous it is. Like, you know, there's like just an evil eye up in the upper left corner uh, and then there's a, a big bloody knife at the center it's like it's some like a a, a bad uh slasher 80s movie poster or something like yeah. that it's it's really fun and and the, the title of the album is like half of it is one font and half of the first word is one font and then the v and nasties are the same font it's just fun they're just having fun with
0: it well it just like if the um content of what stay gold was like isn't an indication of of how seriously they take themselves then (laughs) this is total tongue-in-cheek exactly what i did want to mention the cover art and the overall aesthetic of the band because i think it's oh that's important it's it's so fucking cool Mm -hmm. and they're like within the logo they're like blending that old school vhs kind of aesthetic with mm-hmm. with the IDO uh, letters within video and then nasties has that like old yeah. school horror shit so nasties. the whole the whole presentation of this band is just wonderful i'm really excited to see what they do next they've just released a new single which is really cool it and was
2: very good it's, uh beneath beneath
0: the what what's it
2: called draw the blinds draw the roll. blinds Draw the, the, the blinds. blinds yeah it was very good fucking
0: sick Anyway, before we before we close out, Mitch, Simon, any any thoughts? Did you think this was shite, or did you think <laughs> it's actually really good?
1: Well, well, I, well, it's not my cup of tea, but I say no more. I, <laughs> I, but I, but I had fun with it. It's um, it's the black metal uh, that is just not my style. Maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. I'm a baby, but it's uh i had fun with it and i saw that they had fun with it and um i thought it was a great addition to this list because um it was we've all picked such different uh albums and i think that's really cool and it says something about who we are and what kind of music we we appreciate and and the love that we have for sharing this album with one another, I think is the coolest thing. I mean, half, more than half of all the albums and bands that I've discovered during this pandemic has been through hanging out with you guys, finding new music, exploring, sharing on playlists and just just see where it takes us. Yeah, definitely. And at
2: the end of the day, has water sports really hurt anybody? No, it doesn't. (laughs) It's only
1: brought joy.
3: Unless you drink (laughs) it.
0: I, you know i can't speak from experience so uh you know maybe you get it in your eye and that Jesus. stings a bit
3: but overall it's worth it uh, all right no, no pain no gain <laughs> what
2: would you think man
3: uh this is right in my alley yeah yes. i love like a thrashy garagey like this yeah. could have been you know this could have been like it's
2: just fun s- tongue-in-cheek
3: it, it, but, it but, but it's like really someone, good it's yeah, just really good I it almost thought. sounds like someone could have like stuck like a like a SM like fifty eight in a, in a garage while they're playing it live I and mean, that's it. Can you, you explain know? that to our viewers? Oh, that's just like a <laughs> standard like condenser mic, but it's like Got it. it's this it's the one with the oh, silver. It's yeah. like the one with the silver ball on the top. That you see oh all yeah, the time. yeah yeah yeah. But it it. But I always loved that. Like when I was on your guys' show like last time doing that, bring me the horizon album. That was the one record where it kind of sounded the same out of like it wasn't too overproduced. I think there's a time and a place for that. Yeah. Like I think like some of the other. Bands like maybe the one Simon's gonna do, you know, it, it's an exquisite Woo! modern production, you know, and that's great. And it's two different things, but I love like, Was this Live? You know, it kind of like that Every Time I Die, exquisite. You just, yeah, that's yeah. a good segue into his album. It's, it's, it's that Every Time I Die kind of like, Where do they record this? Like, someone's garage, you know, right. kind of, yeah, you know, not too many singing parts, you know, not too many like, it's just like it's just Rift City, you yeah. know, and that's it, and my favorite track was Helvetica. I thought that was really cool, nice. off that, and yeah, that's named after it. a typeface.
2: When well, awesome. get his gummy bears, he goes to Rift City.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I pretty much live exclusively in Rift City, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. I, I, one final point, I, I think it's, I know this is an easy comparison to make because obviously I love fucking horror, but I think it's like the music equivalent of, getting the lads round and just putting on an old school 80s thr like oh, slasher yeah. film the 13th oh, totally. of Halloween you know it's not going to be the witch but you know you're going to have a fucking good time <laughs> with it time. <laughs> yeah um, laughing your ass off when yeah. someone gets their eyes stabbed. yeah exactly <laughs> or oh, some some what's sports? Some water I don't know. Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> they get something in the eye <laughs> anyway one, one final thing Mitch, you said helvetica great track my favorites were transvoltum viva death i think viva no, death
2: that's the jam that's probably endemic if, if you want to know yeah. anything
0: about this band listen to that but also drone eagle is a fucking banger too. yeah
2: i want to see this band live and i oh, want to sing al- i want
0: to sing along to viva death and i need some merch yeah mm,
1: yeah right simon take us home with your pick all right well, I got a heap of notes here, but <laughs> as uh, Mitch mentioned, this is um, a very different from from what Niall just described about his album. This is um, Error, exquisite, exquisite, exquisite. <laughs> exquisite. It is Error with their self-titled album, Error, um, which is a weird thing to do when you produce your fifth album. Uh, I always fifth. get. Metallica did wow, yeah, it, well, they did, right? Exactly. I always get nervous when, when musicians are really, like, Rammstein did it in um, 2019, and everyone went, wait, does this mean that this is their last album? What's, what's happening? Can it's you know?
0: borderline pretentious, isn't it? It's yes. like, yes. what does this represent? Is this supposed
1: to be yeah. like, this yeah. is us? Yeah. This is the pinnacle. Yeah, and, and in, ter- in Aras' case, uh, I think they've got a pretty good answer for it. Uh, not only might this be the finest album that they've made, but it's also showing them at a new height. Mm-hmm. It's like, they, they I think they're playing together, and I'm going to bring this up as we go through it, but Jesse Cash, who is the lead guitarist in Clean Vocals, and uh, JT Cavey, hope I'm pronouncing that last name right, have a dynamic that is getting really, really good in this album. Um, the band consists of Jesse Cash, uh, J.T. Cavey, and uh, three other members: uh, Alex uh, Bello on drums, Sean Price on guitars. He used to be bass, but now they've got Connor Hesse on. Simon bass. has done his research. Yeah? Uh, I've done my research, Thur- putting us a shame. Well, thorough. Um, Thur- um, <laughs> thorough. They were formed in Alabama in 2009, and I actually got a buddy who. Uh, Alabama. Alabama. Whoa. What? And I've got a buddy who grew up with them, yeah, yeah, he grew up with them and and saw them playing in a garage before they even put out a record or anything like that. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, No
2: disrespect to Alabama, I'm just... Yeah, no,
1: no, I mean, they they seem like really cool people. I haven't met them, but I've seen them live. uh, It's Miller time. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them live and they're fantastic And, uh, you know, I've been a super uh, fan of them since their um, release Uh, With the first release with the main vocalist now, JT Cavey um, With their first uh, album together called Drift That's when I really started taking these guys seriously And I went back, listened to their previous stuff And a lot of people are divided Whether they're fans of the pre-JT era Mm. or the post-JT era Era, and I think they're different. But was
0: anybody else familiar with this band? Yeah, is is Neon JT Era? Uh,
1: Neon is the the previous um, previous album that they made, and they had a bit of a uh, debacle with that one. It was uh, from just interviews I've seen of them and stuff like that. They didn't have a good time with this album, with that album particularly Neon. Um, but this this time around, they've switched uh, production uh, or uh, the record label and. Uh, They've had a swell time with this one. Every single track on this album is a good track. Yeah, they're invested for sure. The only thing that sets some of them apart is that they're really good tracks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This album through and through is a joy to listen to. And it's what ERA does best, but it also showcases what they're capable of uh, and what new stuff they're trying to do. They're flexing. Yeah, 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 yeah um let's see here Uh, well era is a super technical metalcore band some uh, mostly people call them a progressive metalcore which fine i just think they're really solid metalcore band and they kind of like from what i understand and established this solid dynamic between a a a growler or or an extreme vocalist with clean vocalist and i think they've done it does it better than anyone. There's so many al- or bands out there that are trying to replicate this. Um, some to some success and some to some not success. But, but these guys nailed it and they, they, they were really the one who really like, set the foot down f- for wh- how this could sound like. Um, and from what I've uh, seen in of interviews, uh, they say themselves that this was probably, and I quote, probably the smoothest and most enjoyable album that they've written so far. Um, I'm just gonna I've got oh, a few nice. notes on, on some of the tracks and they just they're banger after banger uh, one which is probably the most listened to um, uh, just in general is a, it's a song called Divisioner and here we go back to the, yes. the theme of uh, really just like looking at what the fuck we're doing with all these screens and all these cell phones yeah um, they don't tend to go political or something like that but uh, as they've said in interviews and stuff like that is that They wanted to be a little bit more tongue-in-cheek with this album. They also wanted to try and say some stuff that they haven't usually said. Just commentary on on social stuff. Um, House of Glass has been is the is the song that the band members had the most fun and and liked the best. I think it's a it's an absolutely beautiful song. It's very era and it's era at their best a beautiful dynamic between uh jt and jesse cash in terms of where they're singing and um i've uh, missed simon calling songs beautiful on the podcast yeah. well <laughs> uh, that's all they
0: are and did he just refer to justin timberlake um jt, <laughs> JT? You're here. The,
1: that's the the post jt era no era shadow autonomous is also a beautiful beautiful song um Here's something cool happens, and we talked about this earlier, about when we see bands taking inspiration from other, other bands. Uh-huh. I mentioned that ERA is a very technical, sometimes almost mathematical metalcore band. And bloody hell, here comes a riff that sounds straight out of a Tool album, which is really cool. Yeah, I think, yeah, love that man. Yeah, it sounds like the, the, the riff of Vicarious from Tool's Ten Thousand Days album. Yeah. It's beautiful, oh, it's, it's really cool. I'm
0: glad that you brought that up because yeah. it is so when I first heard it I was like that's almost like it's too too much of a rip off. Yeah. Like it is so you listen to it again? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean but, uh, but, but I think I think Tool have you know, there are a they're a band that's obviously influenced a lot. They have oh, yeah. such a distinct sound that if you go anywhere close,
1: yeah. it instantly brings you back yeah. to it. The only reason why I think they save themselves is because they basically have ten seconds on it, where you really hear it, yeah. and then and then they go and do their own stuff again. Um, it's just a fun little like, hey, I we can do some cool shit with the guitar. But I get I get your point. Um, well,
2: th- as a newbie to the band, I embrace. I mean, I saw when I was looking at reviews, I embrace that they're called progressive metal core yeah because the one of the the one review i read was like that's that what was the review the review said that should make like oil and vinegar yeah but they somehow make it work they make it work and that's what's again that's what's fun about metal is if you can make it work it it just fucking works and this band makes it work yeah and if they're compared to tool that's not a bad
0: thing that's not a bad thing yeah no of course not and i'll go like I'll double down on that because because they're very fucking talented. Oh, like yeah.
2: they're the, like talented. they're jerking off on this album. They yeah. are just like they're just showing yeah. off. and I mean, flexing. They're,
1: they're eleven years in. Uh, of Simon's playing. jerking off a lot. Yeah, yeah, a, a yeah, yeah. Dinner yeah. right now. So a yeah. lot of <laughs> of oh, shit, he is. Yeah, um, <laughs> they've also got a fun track called "The Electric Twilight," uh, which you mentioned. Uh, yeah, you like that one? Yeah. That
0: um that that one's such a weird one for me because it is. Like the most upbeat, yeah. heavy riff. Yeah. That I think I've like it's one of the most heavy. The whole track, in fact, is like it feels like a, a pop song that's been metalized. Metalized. Yeah. Whoa.
1: Sorry, but like this is. But this, it, this it's, goes it works so well. Now, yeah. Sorry
0: to interrupt no, you no, there, no, but no. like I think that. Um, so, fir- firstly, I love Era and i think between Era and vola yeah uh, probably the two and i don't know if you even categorize them within the same context but they're they're both quite progressive yeah. they're both balanced the, the yeah. heavy and the mm. like the melodic yeah and they have similar sensibilities i'm torn between those two it being as the, the two of the bands that i've discovered over the of the last couple of years of that genre that i think are right at the pinnacle and had you not had i already not known that you were going to pick this album it would have definitely been in my uh honorable mention so i think it's fantastic but one of the things that i think is the best is what you what you said which i think they have probably the best balance between the melodic
1: and the heavy and i think in this album particularly they have just nailed that The, the the lead singer jt and Jesse has such a good relationship in this album, it's it's seamless. Like I I can remember some of their, maybe two albums ago or even before the JT era where I was kind of like, oh, I was digging the the extreme vocals and there comes the clean vocals and it puts me off a little bit. It can be jarring, it man. It can be jarring. It can be, it can be weird. It's yeah. like, oh, this is not what I came here for. But <laughs> this,
3: right? So to speak.
1: But, but this album. I mean, they're opposite styles. I don't have a problem with yeah. it in this album. And I think they've really, but I mean, this is where, where Mitch and I, uh, or Niall sometimes too, where it's like, um, you guys enjoy harking back to the to the garage sound, which I love too. Uh-huh. But here you got some of the best production value and just
3: like it's a yeah, this, this is my garage it's, it's immaculate yeah yeah I think you need those drums are on a grid
0: I think you need it because the music does sound like that Divisionary track mm-hmm. it does sound quite futuristic mm-hmm. in, in a way and they are it, very you, modern you need ah uh, that's a good word need, it's very futuristic yeah. you do need that. it's like future of, metal yeah
1: yeah, you need that Immaculate the, yeah and N4 Divisionary works well with the the song lyrics and yeah. and yeah i mean i think
3: that production is another piece just like the album cover yeah yeah you know it's yeah. like it's not good or bad it, it just it's just experience like completely. yeah it tints it in a different color whether yeah. you
2: what did they sound like live that's a big I'm question i've heard them, them live. Them. it's uh
3: it's you good. know what i'm saying based yeah. on what we're talking yeah. about how do they how do they pull I this off lo- live i would love to hear them again I would, no. yeah i would bet 10 bucks that they have some electronic <laughs> samples that like match the kick in the snare to make it all like
0: Yeah, there's tricks. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good point, actually, because there's some real, almost Fear Factory-esque, like, Machine Gun, like, twinning of the guitars. Programmed, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially on Gungrave, which is... Yeah. (laughs) You know, that kind of... That makes sense.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That starts off heavy, by the way. Uh, I think my... uh, I I mentioned that House of Glass is the band's favourite track on this album. My love uh of of this album is a song called Scorpion Hymn. Yeah. Now uh, this song's got fucking everything and JT shines here more than any other song. I mean, honestly, JT makes every single track on this album heavy because his voice um it's not a voice that you was like would would say is like, oh, he's got such a unique voice, but he has in my mind probably one of the best metalcore voices out there and it's so fun because he he's a pretty he's pretty new to we're talking about the
2: the screaming or the clean vocals yeah Yeah. yes I agree
1: Um, he has got the power that the vocalist of architects has in terms of screaming and shouting right but he's got the darkness of some of the most brutal deathcore yeah yeah. he's got such a dark and raspy voice fuck I love that shit (laughs) <laughs> Fuck, I love that Yeah, shit. and and this is where this song gets so. But fun. when you
2: when you pick up on the style, you can understand yeah. what he's saying as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, and he's he's extremely articulate. Right to the mean, yeah. P- fucking beautiful, and uh, I noted that one minute and forty-seven seconds, you will hear him go full deathcore for like fifteen seconds, which okay. is so cool. It's like he has uh, just such a play with this song. And he goes into this deep, almost squeal-like growl, and then just has... It's like now, oh shit, we're going to deathcore territory. <laughs> and then you're back uh, at the regular track again. It's so heavy, it's so melodical. And then I realized that Jesse Cash hasn't had any vocals in this song, the clean vocals. And I'm like, is that why I like this song? so <laughs> much? Probably. <laughs> maybe but also not I'm just so happy to see that they let JT have a whole song for himself and he fucking kills it
0: that's the track because they released a couple in the lead up yeah, to this didn't they I think they released four. Snowblood uh Snowblind yeah oh, Snowblood oh, oh it's a Snowblood I'm a bigger fan than you yeah, I've got it I've got it in front of me anyway well I must have of, written it wrong. Some Black yeah Sabbath. yeah um, Scorpion King, can't remember Scorpion King. Thinking, <laughs> <back>. <laughs> thinking about the rocket. Take here. take
1: take back what you just said. Mate.
0: <laughs> take, back. take back what take you just fucking said. Exactly. That's what the song was all about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um Scorpion Hymn correction was the one that I think I immediately sent it to you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you have you heard this? Yeah. And that got and me I really that I... got really got me really pumped from the al- out oh. for the album. But Electric Twilight that you mentioned before, yeah, that's a fun story too. It. it is like super uplifting and positive and upbeat, and that we, that we mentioned like a pop song. But yeah, that, that's that's. Do, do you want to hear how they mind. wrote the song? Yeah, go yeah. For for it. It.
1: So they, <laughs> this was one of the. This is one of the most playful songs by far, and they they openly admit this. They had the JT, the vocalist, had a a like a phrase going in this, and it said. Uh, Akiyohabara Sayonara, which means Akihabara. Aki, uh, no said Akiogahara. Would you call me Akiogahara, okay. which is the suicide forest in Japan?
2: Oh, uh, well, yeah. well, well, there we go.
1: And yeah. they couldn't really get a song or lyrics out of it. So uh, Jesse Cash. Uh, who is the brain And uh, I'd say the brains of, of the band Said what if What happened if you What would happen if you take an acid trip Through the Akihabara
3: forest That would be a bad trip
2: That would be a bad trip guaranteed <laughs> And
3: then they a wrote nope. a song about it's that It's going a no for me doc. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a resounding no and then that's kind of like what Holy comes through fuck. what's come through the,
2: okay in the, uh, era the, for the wind yeah. alright but this
1: song is so, it's so positive happens. yeah but, like it, but it's like you're, you're going into this colourful open trip just like dead people you're having oh, a yeah. good trip in a very bad situation I my album was dark <laughs> Jesus, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but honestly it, it went abstract but honestly this is what I like about it because this is the experience I had during Covid I had a really good and colourful time. Acid trip. Not acid trip. We can get to that later. But uh, um, <laughs> And through a really dark period of, of our lives. Yeah. I mean, death is all around us. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they turned this concept and this song into something positive, And that's why I feel that the band and the album did in general. But it feels like what I also was able to do during the pandemic. So that was kind of like a fun... The Pandy. The Pandy? The yeah. Pandy. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> no, son- sonically, this band is the most uplifting. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, they got more so sort of like a lunar halo, varnish canvas. And then you get to Ediolon. And here comes a quiet, instrumental finish to the album. Or oh, so you thought. <laughs> Because oh. it fucking explodes into one of the heaviest songs that they've got on the album. Um, which one is that? It's a straightforward With heavy metalcore, really hard hidden drops. E- e- D- Olon. I-, I I mentioned that this album is an hour long. Yeah. Uh, I- I was, when I was listening to it the first time, I was like, bloody hell, are there more songs? Really? Are you kidding me? I was sure that this was the last song of the track, but no, you got this Eddy Olon, which is a is a big favorite. And then you got two more tracks after that. Remnant. Um, you it's a dynamic uh, and great, very very classical era style song. Um, the only, only song that I will sometimes skip is the last one, Memory Fiction.
0: You're uh, just tired by that point.
1: At some yeah, huh. uh, and, <laughs> I don't know if they were, but it's it's a very like tonally goodbye song clean guitars clean vocals from jesse it's like a song where you wave goodbye to an old friend and wish them farewell and good luck on their journey forward um top tracks for me for this album is um must be house of glass uh, electric twilight i think is really fun and then yeah. um uh, scorpion Hymn. but i want to mention five others because this album is so good (laughs) um but but also i personally i was gonna think about well how i would rank this like 10 out of 10 stars or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah yeah nine and a half out of ten i'd say wow that's a good score that's a good score uh i don't i I don't think i know what a 10 out of 10 album is i know i only know of one album in yeah all right who knows right but uh i've got i found a bunch of other people who have reviewed this album uh, you know, and uh, we got uh, GBHBL.com, which stands for Games Brains, and HeadBangingLife.com. Wow. <laughs> I, they spell it they Brains I don't know if I like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, they gave it a 9 out of 10, though. So that's nice. Um, no, the album gets great, great, r- rave reviews. Yeah, the board. Metal Protocol gave agree, them eight and a half out of ten. Cryptic Rock gave them give them four and a half out of five stars, and Rock Load Magazine gave them a clean ten. Ooh, so gosh. people Jeez, people exactly. are loving this one. Yeah, yeah. And I do too. Full load. It's it's definitely an album that I'm gonna now that I've kind of like awoken my era uh, enthusiasm again. I'm gonna go back to their first album, but this album too is something that's gonna be be playing along for a while I, see, I think yeah definitely so that you won't give it a full turn you don't think it's, they've reached I don't like the last song okay it's Go too ahead. clean and stuff like that but fans they dropped era, the ball at the end of the album uh, no no they didn't they didn't era fans who love era for their dynamic and 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 emotional and dr- kind of like way of doing things sure is gonna love this album the last track is just not for me
0: I will say, I think the first al- half of the album is significantly better than the second half. Solid. you got to
3: remember, yeah. a 10 a ten out of 10 is a perfect album.
0: How do you, you yeah. do that? I don't know if I've ever
3: ranked anything that.
0: Yeah. You know? It's hard, isn't
3: it? Because there's always something. Like, your favorite album is, like, there's something that could have been better. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean at some point you got to pull the trigger. There it's there's got to be a 10
0: somewhere in in your in
2: your Or it's
3: like an asymptotic function where it just you keep getting closer. Thoughts for our next uh, that's, podcast. That's
0: fuck, that's fucking tough though because I don't even think that I would give I don't even think I could give a Metallica album a 10. Really? I don't know. I always feel like of course you no, I'm just I always, I always I always
1: feel like you, <laughs> you
2: could, could. Is anything ever I mean that's a whole different discussion kind of at this point but no, I mean it, it also changes the time, right? How does something stand the test of time? Mm. An album yeah. can marinate like like a wine. Like if like aren't there albums that you, you, you loved five or ten years ago that you can look back and reflect on now and you're like, Yeah, that's still absolutely Oh absolutely. I've 100% got it, I've got I'm not album in my mind. Get.
3: But any yeah. album like that, there's always like a there's always like a point or two where it's like there's like some lyric that's cringe or there's like
2: next next podcast next podcast to it continues 10s 10s the search for a 10 I'm
3: gonna come up with nothing I can get you close I don't think I can get you a the search for a 10
0: alright let's crack a few yeah. beers and talk about it let's wrap up Um, quick gonna put you on the spot one last question which album that you didn't select that somebody else selected is your favorite you first Um, I'm gonna go with your album Niall yes <laughs> uh, yes uh, I'm gonna go with Simon's personally because I fucking love that album Simon
1: this is a really hard one whether <laughs> it's Acacia Strain or Loathe you would think I'd say Acacia Strain I would I would right, I would, but I'm going to say love. Wow. All right. I think um it's got more of a uh, an experience or right. like a a, a, yeah. a, a a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Where occasion okay. train is all, all the nose crazy. All the nose. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's, <laughs> and it's I the love, top of the roller coaster. I, yeah. Love yeah. All yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I love all fucking
3: crazy. Um, yeah.
1: but um but yeah, loathe for me.
3: Rich. Well, yeah, we're going to perfectly round it out with an Acacia strain vote here. So, oh, we're we're to My pass, man. We're passing it to the left over here, I think. He did follow up after He's like Acacia strain. I think he goes, I think know. that I think Simon, it's Simon, you know. You I think know. it's such like a gorgeous sentiment with that fucking beautiful album art, yeah. and like that whole decay thing. It's yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. it's really pretty. It's really well thought out. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Well, lads, thanks for joining me on this because this has been probably one of the funnest yeah. ones we've done yeah. i think it's the longest
1: one too probably
0: well it's not quite up there because my brother isn't on here is <laughs> <laughs> hello dom <laughs> love you bro all right um so if you guys are listening like what you're hearing please remember to uh, rate review and subscribe to the podcast you can find us on instagram and twitter and the uh, email address is metalrecallpodcast at gmail.com to send any random shit our way. All right, lads. Thank you very much. You right, next you nice you Until next time. Good morning. Until the
1: time. Let's go uh, watch a horror movie. There yeah. you <laughs>